And I would have yeah. thought by now, if I could recognize anybody under a mask, since you were all wearing masks during the graduation, that it would be you that I could recognize. And I don't think I did. There were like two different people yeah, in the graduation that I thought were you, and I couldn't really tell which one was. And I was like, this is terrible. The, the, probably the worst thing ever. But, you know, I'm a disappointment, and it's okay. Well, hello, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks so much for joining us today. I'm here, not live for you, but live for me at the Hobbs Happenings Studios here in Salt Lake City, Utah. I have a very special guest joining me all the way in California. I'm not exactly sure where in California. Maybe Monterey? It is David yep, Monterey. Hobbs. Monterey. Wonderful. David, how are you doing? I am fantastic. Good. I've already... We, we typed this discussion before we got on here, but I... Explain to our listeners something that's very confusing to me. You are currently in the Air Force, correct? Yes. Although you should be in the Space Force, which I'm very disturbed at. But you're you're yes. in you're in the Air Force, but you are stationed or you're staying at a army base, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. At an army base, uh, and and you're currently at a hotel waiting for your wife who will be surprised, but this will come out afterwards. So it's not a breaking of the surprise um, at a, at a Navy hotel. Yes. What, what this, is, this is all correct. What branch of the military are you a part of? All of them. All of them. I except the Marines. I am a Renaissance man. That. Uh, Brian, Brian made sure that they, they wouldn't take you in the Marines, but you're part of all no. of them. The Marines are lame is what they are, oh all right? Gosh. So oh here gosh. on the base, nobody can work out, right? Like no, there's no weights, nothing. Like all we have is pull-up bars and a track, okay? The Marines have this big Connex box with a bunch of like barbells, dumbbells. Like they have this really cool pull-up bar. They've got like, they've got everything. So I don't like them. Just so it sounds like they're better than all you. this. No, it sounds like no, they're better than it, you. They're not lame. They're sounds, better than you. It sounds like they're pompous is what it sounds like, Andrew. Are you I calling better, but they're are not. you calling Brian pompous? Absolutely. That is very rude. We, I, we've already had this conversation. Oh, my. Well, I hope that you don't die uh, when this comes out because someone is sent to kill you, but that's okay. Um, but but with this. Catch me. Because you're so fast, right? Okay. Um, well, I'm excited to be doing this podcast. First of all, because I, I get to talk to you. That's kind of cool. We're only we're neighbors, man. We're only what 13 hours away from each other now. Oh yeah, that's so like, much closer than before. That's a hop, skip, and a jump away. <laughs> it's how far can you jump? <laughs> Pretty far, man. You don't even know. But uh, so just moved to California in Monterey, where you're going to be doing tech school for a little bit. It's been a long time since we've done a podcast, me and you specifically, and then just me in general, because I've been slacking and all this coronavirus stuff and trying to get school things Wait, ready. Don't don't even all this coronavirus stuff. I know. All this it's coronavirus like you have, stuff you means have, you have no time. Ample time. No time. I mean, <laughs> I've been so busy, David. I've been going everywhere, uh, you know, just protesting and just not wearing a mask and all these things. That's what's been happening. That's a joke. So. I'm, so I'm basically, wearing a mask, and I, I, when I go to school, I wear a mask because it's required, and I am sure. obeying what the school says. It's true. Sure, sure. So basically, I've been in prison for two months, yeah. and then I switched to parole for another month, and then I moved to Monterey for like, <laughs> what, almost two weeks now? And out of all that time, you've only done one other podcast, right? 
I don't think I've done any. Maybe I did one. You haven't done did, any? I don't know. It's been it's three been, and a half months, and you haven't done been, a single podcast? I know. But we're here now, and we're talking to you. I just needed you to bring us back into it. So let's talk, David. Basic training, uh, something that you've lived through and not many others in our family have. So what? Um, last time we talked and we had a podcast, we talked about you um, doing like your medical exam and stuff like that leading up to shipping out. Um, but walk me through what it was like to go to basic training. Um, but you shipped out the day after your birthday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. How was that? It was lit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, I had to show up at the hotel in Kansas City on my birthday. Um, I had to stay there that night. And I wasn't allowed, like Sarah wasn't allowed to get a room and me like hang out with her. She just like hung out for a couple hours and then went and got her own hotel room. Um, and then uh, the next day, uh, she came to MEPS to see me swear in. And then she waved by. And then I texted her. I was like, hey, we're going to have, we're going to be at the airport for like two hours before we actually need to go get on our plane. So you should come. And so she came to the airport. We hung out for like two hours. And it was pretty lit. Um, and then uh, I left, and that was really sad. It was cool because, you know, bigger and better things, the wild blue yonder. So um, got on the plane and left. I, I ended up um, – we got to um, Lackland, or we got to San Antonio is the, is the city that it's in. Lackland's technically, I think, like its own city. Like it has the zip code and everything. Um, but it's in San Antonio. So we got to San Antonio and um, hopped off the plane, went and grabbed some food because we were hungry and we had vouchers. So I made sure uh, in the honor of Alyssa trying to use all of her voucher whenever she would go uh, play games for PCC. Um, I tried to get as close as I could. I was like, I don't know. I think I was less than a dollar off. So I said, that's pretty good. Um, my last, my last splurge meal of bad food was steak and shake. Just got a, just got a stack of grease on top of stack of grease, and then. Did you uh, regret that? No, no, I didn't. And I got okay. a naked juice to uh, mix in the healthy, you know. Interesting. So that was delicious. Um, and then we all rolled downstairs. We we had a pretty big group from from Kansas City Meps, so we all rolled downstairs, and none of us had any idea where we were going or anything. So we just kind of like bouncing around till we found where we needed to be, and as soon as we got to the bottom. I was, I was like texting Sarah, like, Hey, I'll call you in a little bit. Cause I had someone, uh, Brandon Lopesavero told me that, uh, we get to like, he got to keep his phone for like three days after they got in. So I was like, you know, Hey, I'll text you later. Like it'll be all good. And then they like yelled at us, told us to take out our phones, called our, our people said, Hey, we're safe. Couldn't say anything else, but Hey, we're safe. And then like, hang up. Right. And then, uh, they said, who plays an instrument? So I was like, like me so we had to go over to they were like we don't care if it was when you were four you know like we don't care who plays any instrument so i was like okay so we all you know everyone who could play an instrument lined up so like basically if you if you they asked you questions and like they wanted you they put you in a band flight and so i went over there and they asked me a bunch of questions and i was like yeah played some random stuff whenever i was younger i'm mediocre at everything and i uh, don't read music and they were like yeah we don't want you i was like cool so like I say, that seemed like a very random question. You walk in, they give us your phones, call call your family, 
do you play an instrument? <laughs> and then they Pretty line much. you up. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they like, I still get confused when they ask for different forms and stuff. They're like, you know, give me your form, like five, nine, two, seven, three, four, five. And I'm like, I don't know. I, 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 numbers. Paper? Like, numbers. yeah. I'm like, even now all those numbers just go over my head, you know? So I, yeah. But they were like, you know, give me like this form, this form and this form. And I'm like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I have this binder full of papers. Can papers. you just take them? And so they would like, if we didn't give them like just the papers that they wanted, they would just yell at us and be like, you're stupid. Go to the back of the line. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so they told me they didn't want me, you know, sad. I don't really oh. care. So, uh, we went, kind of sat down. if you didn't know, and you showed up at the air force for basic training and they asked, do you play an instrument? You say no. And they say, all right, you're kicked out of the air force. That would, that would be really disappointing. You know, that would be something they should have told you in the recruitment. I mean, portion, I mean, yeah. It would be tough. It would be yeah. tough. Um, but yeah, it's all good. So, you know, went over, sat down, waited to waited to get bussed over to Lackland, got bussed over to Lackland, got put in our dorm. Um, they like were like screaming and yelling at us like right off the bus or whatever. And like I don't like I remember talking to people later and they were like, I was so scared when we got off the bus because they were yelling at us. I was like, what'd you think DMT was gonna be like? Do you think they were gonna be like, all right, over here now? Like just just a little faster. Like, I don't I don't understand why they were so like unnerved by what was expected. But well, did it did it because I, mean, I, I understand you wouldn't be unnerved by it. Did it make you angry at all when they were yelling at you? Uh, probably just at the airport because I was like, we're not even like we're not even in BMT yet. And they're like, you know, but more just because it was unexpected that I wasn't going to have communication with Sarah again. Uh-huh. So, you know, just, just the unexpected part, but overall, yeah. no, I mean, like I had people yelling at me for stupid things and like things I didn't even do. And I was just like, nah, I don't really, I don't really care. It's, mm. you know, it's BMT You're supposed to get yelled at. It doesn't really matter. Um, but so we got there. I only got put with like two or three guys from Kansas city Meps, And it was none of the people that I actually wanted to be, in the same flight with. Hmm. So that was a bummer. But we got put in the 324th, nights all the way. So, oh yeah, I noticed that the family got a bunch of Eagles gear, which is cool, which is cool because uh, we're, we're I'm, I'm a knight and an eagle. I claimed them both. We were all, we also got switched, you know, to another squadron. Don't claim that squadron because Warthogs are trash. But I have hoodies for both the Knights and the Eagles. So, Go Knights, go Eagles, so whatever. So we went to bandwagon fan. I don't, I don't understand this here. How does that happen? How do you oh, switch from we, one group? I'll, I'll, it's that's that's further down the line. Okay, because I so, have an Eagles hat <laughs> and I've been wearing it in support of you. So that's yeah. that's, that's what See, I know. I'm an Eagle here too. Here at, in Monterey, we're the screaming Eagles, which I think is stupid. Like you don't like the, the Eagles. Eagles. No, we might as well be the calling Eagles. You know, I don't know. Have it's you just, it's, have you ever heard? A bald eagle make its call before, like not yeah, pretty. It's pretty crazy, but but still. Well, no, 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 no. Like, like you know how in the movies it's like really majestic and awesome and stuff. That's not what they sound like. I did this for my class the other day because we were talking about like American symbols and the bald eagle. Mm-hmm. It sounds like pathetic. <laughs> like it, it sounds absolutely pathetic. It doesn't even I don't know sound. What kind of eagles you've been great. hearing? No, the bald eagles. You look that up later. Look up a bald eagle screaming. Dude, I've heard one. Bad. No, you They're, have not heard it's it. It's loud. It's loud in person, bro. Yeah, well, it's sad. Like loud. Okay. Anyways, anyways, 
respect to the Knights, because that's what we're talking about right now. Knights. So, you know, Arrival was cool. It was, you know, everything everything was just, like, it, there's nothing nothing happened I didn't expect, except for, like, the first five minutes. So, after the first five minutes, and I was like, ah, grr, you know, I wanted to actually get to call Sarah and say goodbye, you know, but that's whatever. Um, and then first, like, I don't know, week, two weeks go by and everything's, everything's all good. Um, we just had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of classes, a lot of drill. Um, it's pretty cool. We really liked, we were, I mean, we really liked one of our NTIs, um, Technical Sergeant Messick, uh, and we didn't really like Technical Sergeant Phillips. Uh, those were our two MTIs at the beginning. We ended up having 10 different MTIs total. What does that mean? What's an MTI? There are military training instructors. So like... Like a drill sergeant or a different? That's the army equivalent. So okay. they sort of have the same role except the Air Force. Um, so back in like, I think it was like 2006, uh, there's a really big issue with uh, MTIs were like raping people and stuff. Oh dear. And so they've kind of revamped it. Now they're a lot more easy to approach and like talk to. Um, they're like, they're actually military training instructors, not like military training yell at you for eight weeks. So like, yes, there is a lot of yelling and that's mostly what they did. But like at the same time, like people have problems. They could be like, hey, I'm struggling with something or whatever. And they'd be like, okay, you know, I'll help you. Unless they're being filmed, then they yell at you. So what what were what were the classes like? Like what were you learning in that first little bit in the classes that you went to, and how many Nothing. hours a day were you there? No, nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, we were there um a lot, a lot of hours. So morning, we woke up, did PT. Um, we alternated between strength and run days, and then we had chow, and then we'd like. Sometimes we'd go to class in the morning. Sometimes we would, I don't know, do other things like PT or like drill. Um, but usually it was at least two hours a day. Um, a lot of times it was, it was closer to four or five hours a day of class. Um, and then we had like where we go back and we talk about like airmanship and, you know, doing the right thing. We'd like watch these really corny videos and stuff. But the classes were like, they range for a lot of things. Like one was a finance class. One was like, you know, you shouldn't connect your military laptop to a McDonald's Wi-Fi. Um, some of the classes were like, um, we had, we had, we actually had several finance classes, which is good. Cause there were a lot of like 17, 18 year olds there who like, you know, don't know how to, don't know how to money. Um, <laughs> I wish but, I had a money. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of different stuff. Um, we we did a class over like kind of how to handle weapons and stuff, and kind of a couple. We had a, we had a couple of classes before Beast, kind of prepping us for Beast and stuff. Um, but it was when, just when do you this, when do you fly the planes, David? Air Force is all flying planes, right? So when when do you fly the planes? That's what I want to know. No, that is a negative, sir. Okay. Um, I'll be on a plane for my job, so that's, that's cool, cool. But no. I'm not, not, not going to do that. But um, after the first two weeks went by, we knew that we had a phone call. Like in the, I think, I think third week is when we're supposed to get our phone call. There's like two, man, three mandatory phone calls. And so like we were, we were doing our thing, 
got back to our our dorm and my MTI just yells at us, says, go to the day room. So we all go to the day room and we're all sitting in there and she just brings in a big box full of phones and we're like, dope. So she hands all our phones and she's like, all right, got 15 minutes, go. And so I got to call Sarah on our anniversary. So that's pretty dope. That's I'm sweet. pretty excited. I cried. I cried like every time I called somebody. So, but like, what a pain I never that. cried because I, I was sad. I was excited to call my wife. Also, I call my wife every single time. I called dad once and I feel really bad because I was like, hey dad, I need something from you now. So can you write this down and talk to Sarah? Because it was like super important and I was like in an office or whatever. But yeah, so I got a few phone calls. Um, yeah, and I cried almost every time because I was happy. But I wasn't a baby. I wasn't sad because that's a dumb. You were a baby. Um, false. So, and then at the end of third week, or maybe at the beginning, not really sure, we had our first PT test. I absolutely cranked out my push-ups and sit-ups because I'm a boss. How many and did you have to do? I don't remember. How um, many did you do? I don't remember. I just know that I easily <laughs> I cranked passed. Them out. Those two. Yeah, I easily passed both. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, I don't know. It's somewhere like somewhere around 40, I think, is the sit-up quota, okay. and then like high 30s is the push-up quota. You have to do them in a minute. Um, but yeah. So, but my runtime was slow, 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 which is okay. Cause like one, I knew it was the first PT test. So I was like, I'm not going to like kill myself. And then, yeah. And you're in the air force. If you need to get I'm, somewhere fast, you just fly. Yo, I'm still out of shape. So I did my first PT test. How does that test. happen? You go to basic you training to, and you're still out of shape. Oh no. Like I, I, I can crank out so many pushups and sit-ups now. I can't, I still can't run worth, 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 worth crap. So my first PT test, I ran like 1530 or something and you have to get it in under 1236. So after my first PT test, like the next day, my, my knee started hurting like really, really bad. Like it hurt to, to March. And so I went in to see the physical therapist and he put me on a waiver that said I'm on prescribed running, which is like one minute off, one minute on, you know? But my NTI was like, nah, you just don't run. And so every run day, I just walk in circles and not run. <laughs> and so I ended up like through the entirety of BMT between they kept having me since I was on a, I was on a waiver for like three weeks. And then um, I knew my way to the, to the doctor's office and back because I had to go for like my flight physical and stuff. So every time somebody had to go to the doctor, they were like, Hobbs, you go with him. And so out of all of BMT, I had probably six run days, maybe maybe fewer. Like I hardly had any run days at all. That's so, stupid. So that was exciting. <laughs> um, so did everybody just decide to start clutching their knee and be like, "Oh man, I I just I can't I can't do it today, man. I I, I just I can't do it. I, I'm like Hobbs. It's contagious." <laughs> I mean, we had we had quite the quite the crutch crew. Um, rolling around. I, I wasn't on crutches, but we, I mean, that's what we just called the people who were on marching waivers and running waivers. So mm -hmm. if you, if you can't run, you're probably on a waiver that you says you can't march. So every time we'd march anywhere, we'd be like, all right, you guys take bus. And so oh my God. like, I remember, I remember we had to go to one, we had to go to one appointment that was like for honor guard. And we all went out, sat, waited at the bus, got there, got off the bus they said it's over 
head back. We didn't even leave the sidewalk that we were standing on when Are we got off the bus. Are you even in the military, we stood, David? We stood back on the sidewalk and waited for the bus to come again, and then went back. Are you even in the military? You did. You go to boot, or you go to basic training, and you don't even run. Like, what's going on, dude? The military is, and I hate the phrase. Hurry up and wait. I've really, dad really, really is. Yeah, I hate it. I hate when dad says it. it drives me crazy. Yeah. And when people are like, well, welcome to the military. And I'm like, really? I've, I didn't know I signed up. <laughs> what? That's where I yeah. am? And I was at Willy Wonka's <laughs> Chocolate Factory. <laughs> wow. I thought I was on vacation. Uh, but yeah. So the whole, the whole waiver thing was kind of crazy because by the time I got off my waiver – I had missed my second PT test. And so that weekend, like that Friday, I took my second PT test and I was at like 1330 and which is still a whole minute over. And we had switched squadrons by that point. And after we switched squadrons, they had something going on with like, I don't know if they were like scared of Corona because of the running and stuff, or I don't know what was going on. We had one run day out of the like two and a half weeks that we were at um, the, the Eagles, which is the 322nd squadron. So I got off my run waiver, and then we had one more run day for the rest of BMT. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I need to run so I can pass my test. So I was like stressing out about my PT test. Like I was fine. We have our EOC, which is end of course evaluation. I was fine. Like I knew I was going to pass that. I was fine. I was an academic monitor. Um, so I was like a couple of days before the EOC, I like called everyone into the um, day room and I like wrote a bunch of stuff on the board and I like taught lessons for like six hours. Um, so I did you proud. I was a good teacher. What were you teaching? Everyone came back. The, the, like basically the whole book that we had to learn for the BMT. But like what, what content was, was that? Like what, what type of stuff? Is that back to like I mean, finance and stuff or what, what is Finance that? and then stuff, some of the stuff was like um, Air Force history, um, just stuff like it was just it, – it covers a very wide variety of, of information. So when you get out of the Air Force, you're going to come teach at my school? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, you think they want an Arabic teacher? Yes, that would be great. <laughs> I, will, I will start plugging you now. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That would be a that. Hey, that would be a competitive advantage. How many other schools in Salt Lake City do you think offer Arabic? I mean, as, as I mean that's language? true, bro. Maybe some, but I'm gonna say not that, many. That's true. Um, but yeah, so I actually didn't end up taking the EOC the same day as the rest of my flight. So I had to go to read with the wingman when everyone went to go take their EOC. So the next day, like everyone was came to me and was like, "Dude, I'm like we're." it's so lucky that, that you taught us stuff because like, you know, I did so much better because all the stuff you taught us, but like they have two different versions of the test. They have like the A version, the B version. And everyone says that they're like, Oh yeah. Like B versions, like so much harder. I, I feel like they're the same. They're just different questions. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like, you know, you're not going to have the same questions on two different versions. Right. Yeah. So like, I feel like it's just different. And so, but I went to go to my test and you have to get a 70 to pass. And um, nobody failed uh, the first day. It was me and two other guys the second day, and I went in, and I got I got a seventy four. Okay. I was like, mm, <laughs> that's you a were good teaching all these monitor. people. <laughs> I, was, 
I was a good academic monitor. Oh and then we, we, we walked out and this one guy um, who's, who's foreign, he's from, um, I forget where he's from, but he's from Asia. And we walked out and he was like, I failed. And he got oh, his, no. he got his, he got his grade back and he got like a 50 or like a oh, 40 no. or something like that. And I was like, Oh my goodness. So the next like two days I spent, I just sat down with them and like went over the entire book and he ended up taking it again. And, um, they were like, do you need a, like a dictionary to like, you know, help you with some of the words and stuff. And he was like, they don't make dictionaries in my language. And I was like, really tough. Oh my and so God. he went in, he went in, he was like, he was like, like, I know all the information. It's just, it was really like, it was too fast for me, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. So we went in and we sat down and they were like, all right, this test, not timed. Nice. And I was like, go Morgan. That's the guy's name is Morgan. I was like, yeah. So he took it. He got like, he got like an 85 or an 86 or something. Like cranked out, cranked out the answers. He did awesome. Um, but then because I took the EOC a day late, I missed my PT test. So I did my PT test a day late too. So I went in to, we went out to the track. My whole flight went to go do strength PT. So they're like doing push-ups and stretching and stuff on the, in the middle. And then I'm running around the track and doing all my stuff or whatever. So I said, Hey, Neil, cause Neil ran with me the time before and really kind of motivated me to get, to get to the end. Cause like motivation me, we're not really good friends. So the only motivation that I had was kind of like being competitive with him and like not stopping because he wasn't stopping. So it's like, yo, Neil, you run with me again, right? He said, yeah, man, I got you. I was like, cool. So he started running with me and he fell behind me. And I was like, dude, you're supposed to be pushing me the way around. Yeah. So, but every time I'd circled the track, it's six laps around because it's a mile and a half. Every time I'd circled the track, my whole flight would be like, go Hubs! That I'll be like screaming at me or whatever. And uh, we had, we had uh, our flight, our brother flight, their NTI was kind of handling things for, for PT that day. And he's, um, he's a little bit more like strict. And so he was like screaming at the flight, like, y'all better stop. I'm going to pull you up 341. Like, I'm going to recycle you guys. Um, which means, which means like put you back a couple weeks. Uh-huh. So you have to, you know, redo weeks that you already did. And, uh, but I run in and I was like, first of all, I started out like first lap. I like almost had like a panic attack because I was thinking, I was like, Oh no, if I fail this PT test, then it's like two more weeks. And then like, I might lose my job and get reclassed. And what if my job really sucks? And I was just like, I was just like, I don't know. I, I like almost had a panic attack and like my like lungs were like my whole, my, all my chest muscles were like tensed up and it was really hard to breathe for like the first half, the first lap. And then I kept going and it was still sucked and it was still really hard to breathe. But you know, I almost, I almost passed out by the end. Like at the end I like the last straightaway, I just like took off and like an all out sprint and I made it across. And every time you go around, you have to say like, you know, once you go around, you say one, sir. And then you go around and you say two, sir. And then, you know, say it for every lap or whatever. And then the lap you, you know, you yell, you yell, you know, six, sir. And so I got to the end out of breath. I just screamed at him. I was like, six, sir. And <laughs> he's like, okay. And he's like, what time did you get? He marks them down, but I had a couple people walk across, like run across the same time as me. So he was like, what time did you get? And I went over and I was like, I got, I think I got like 
12, 12. I don't know what I got. Whatever you know the time what? was. I think the time limit. Minus no, no, no. one minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. I lied earlier. So the limit is 1330. I had like 1235 gotcha. online. Yeah. And so, and my second, I think my second PT test was like 1430. So I cut a minute off the first time. And within a week, I cut like two whole minutes off my time. Nice. And I was like, I was, I was really hyped after that. Like, I was really excited. I was like, this is it. Like the rest of BMT doesn't even matter because I finished my PT test. So, you know, I don't care. So that was awesome. I was pretty excited. Um, but 322nd was actually pretty cool. Our MTIs were really awesome. Super understanding. Um, so 324th was like, you know, do it right, do it right, do it right. You know, you suck. You're the worst fight I've ever had, you know, kind of that kind of thing. But whenever we got to the 322nd, it's like a whole nother mindset. They're like, they don't just like give you random encouragement or whatever. Like if you do something good, they'll be like, all right, you know, like we did drill today. Y'all rock that. Like y'all did great at that drill today. So, you know, good job. Keep it up, whatever. So it was like, it was a total 180 from kind of the perspective that we'd been we'd, we'd been, we'd had like pushed on us um, before, but I mean, both, both squadrons were awesome. Um, and then Kyle, we went to beast and everyone like right before, like while we were at the three, so we moved to three twenty second because of Corona. So they were like, Hey, so usually they have people come in and zero weekers is what we call them. Sneaker weekers, sneaker weekers come in and they, um, they like send them all to different squadrons. So like 321st, we'll get a few, the 322nd, we'll get a few, the 324th, we'll get a few, you know, and we call them sneaker weekers because even when we get issued our OCPs and stuff, they have us wear our sneakers half the day and our boots half the day to kind of break in our boots. Um, but, but yeah, so we, they were like, Hey, so the 324th is pretty far separated from the rest of the squadrons. So they're like, Hey, someone came into our classroom while we were in class, like signaled our teacher and teacher was like, all right, good news and bad news. News is story over. Cause it's like right in the middle of a story. And he was like, good news. You're moving. You're getting out of here. And so like some people were like, we're leaving BMT. I'm like, you're stupid. This is week five. Like we haven't done anything yet. So we all went upstairs, packed all of our stuff, took it downstairs and then marched over to, um, the next squadron. Um, so it was really, really weird. Like it was very sudden. Nobody had any idea what was going on. Um, our MTI just got back from a dentist appointment, like while we were packing and he was like, what's going on? We're like, Hey, we're moving. And he was like, okay, cool. And so we all got downstairs and he was like, all right guys, you know, like, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a good five weeks. I'm, I'm really, I'm really bummed that I didn't get to finish the work that I started. And you know, like, doing all doing all his speech and everything and he's like all right now y'all wait right here okay and like kind of kind of hinting that like you know he was he was just gonna go like grab something or go tell somebody something and come back and then we see him walk across the street get into his truck and drive away (laughs) and we're all like what the heck i like this guy what's going on i don't i don't understand and so some some other person comes out like i think another mti comes out and they're like we are doing out here we're like we don't know our mti just left and they're like oh well wait for a little longer 
And so we, we ended up getting over to 322nd, which is a long march. Like, it's all the way across base. So what um, was the purpose of switching? Like, you say you switch because of the coronavirus, but what, what does that do, switching? Did you just so, finish faster? Yeah, I meant to get back to that. <laughs> so all of the zero-weekers ended up moving to the 324th. So usually at a squadron, you'll have like zero weekers, first weekers, second weekers, you know, like fourth weekers, six weekers. Like, you know, you'll just have kind of a variety going on. Maybe like, you know, one for every week or two for every week or whatever. But you'll have like a pretty good variety in there. But they switched it. So every zero weeker that week went to 324. So that's what we did. We're like, cool, whatever. So we moved to 322nd. Our MTIs were awesome. Had some awesome Jodies. Jodies are like um, the chant song thingies that you sing whenever you're marching. So, yeah, he had some pretty fire Jodies. Um, like I need a sample. We were doing like, uh, I don't have a sample for you. you no sample. I didn't get to do a lot of Jodies because I was on a marching waiver. Oh yeah, so you didn't do anything. I missed okay, out on everybody. a lot. Of, it's kind of it's kind of a bummer. You need to after um, this is over, give me a number of somebody that actually went through basic training, okay. and then I will interview them. Okay, nobody, nobody <laughs> actually goes to basic training anymore, dude. Like, cause of Corona, everything's different. Yeah. So, so we went. So after that, we went to um, the gas chamber, right? So we all went Sounds out, sketchy. and they taught us how to wear mopki, which is like you know hazmat suit type thing, and. Um, um so that was fun and then they were like all right we're not gonna do the gas chamber day so basically they put you in this gas chamber and then they fill it with like i don't know what the gas is actually but it's like tear gas and you have to take off your mask and then like give you a boarding statement and like nobody ever gets through it you just start gagging and coughing and then all this you know nasty mucus and stuff starts pouring out of your orifices so they were like hey since corona is spread by things spewing out of your orifices <laughs> We're not going to do that. So we didn't do that, which I was kind of oh bummed because I had horrible allergies. In- and that was going to clean you out? They, yeah, they, they talked about it. Like my my recruiter and my MTIs were like, yeah, like, you know, if you have really bad allergies, like you want to go to the gas chamber. Like it's going to suck for like 10 minutes. But after that, you're so clear for like a week. Maybe like, secretly, maybe secretly up. that is the cure to the coronavirus is if people were just in the gas sure. chambers and then got all cleared out. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Are you trying to suggest that we like gas the American people? No, I feel no, like that's, that's, that's not what I'm saying idea. at all. That's a very bad that's, idea. That's yeah, Andrew. Come it on. A, it was a joke. I'm <laughs> sorry. It was, it, was just, it, was, it was a joke. <laughs> but yeah, so things changed then. They started doing stuff like that, and then um, we didn't ever get a road run, which is where you like you run in the street instead of running around. It's okay with because I hate running, so that was cool. Um, and then we stopped marching. So we would line up in um, rows of four, right? And then or like four, four columns, basically. And that's how we marched, right? Kind of a few feet apart from the person, like a foot, foot or two apart from the person you left, two feet apart from the person in your front. And you'd march like that, you know? But once we started the whole Corona thing, they were like, all right, six feet distance. So basically... We just like whenever we yell PT formation, we we stand up, we spread out, and we like we're an arms length away from everybody else's arms. So we're two arms length away from everybody. So basically we ended up having to march in PT formation for a while, where we like centered our arms and we like six feet away from everybody. 
And then they were like, that doesn't really work. So they would have us march in two columns at ease, which basically means you can walk normal and look around. You don't have to keep in step or anything like that. Oh, so very weird. Um, really, really weird. It was really weird. I did. It was kind of uncomfortable for a little bit because like you're marching all this time and then you see like MTIs and, you know, different, different like technical sergeants and master sergeants walking by and you're like not doing what you usually are supposed to be doing. Kind of weird. Um, but that was, that was a really big change for a while. Um, they kind of canceled all running for a little while because running really kind of brings all your mucus up, kind of breaks it up. Um, and then we went to Beast. Beast was a little different because of Corona. Like all we did, so we still did obstacle courses, but we didn't do any of the team obstacle courses. So if it needed, if it needed teamwork to accomplish it, we didn't do it. We still did CADM, which is where you shoot M4s with a red dot sight which is dope fire. I was one short from getting marksman. I was really, really bummed because I was shooting and there was a little like smudge or something on the paper that I was shooting at. So I was like, oh, it must be like, this must be a little off. So I kind of like overcorrected for a few shots and I know exactly where I shot them. Shot them like an inch outside the border. When if I just didn't correct and didn't try that, I would have shot marksman. Like I might have shot perfect if I didn't do that. Because I shot 21 out of 24. And you had to shoot 22 to get the marksman ribbon. So I was really, I was really bummed. That is sad. Um, it, it was really sad. I was really bummed. Yeah, I had like four of the people. We had a ton of people. We had like two people that got marksman. We had a ton of people who got 21. And then some people who got like 12. There was, there was this guy in our brother flight. Our brother flight was awful. They were horrible at everything. There was this guy, our brother flight, his name was G. And like, so you have this thing called Beast Excellence. So Beast Excellence is like, out of all the things you do at Beast, you get like, you can get the merits, you know, for you like get graded and you get the merits for like not doing certain stuff right or whatever. Well, flag, which is when you wave a gun at somebody, he flagged people three different times. And one time it was a loaded weapon at a cadre, which is like the beast version of an MTI. So like he flagged our instructor with a loaded weapon. I was like, so he got like 15 demerits for that. We ended up losing by five. So how many times does that have to happen before they just say, maybe the military isn't for you. Like if you can't, if you can't, like Uh, you're saying some people are less than 50% accuracy. At some point, don't you want people that can hit a target if they're going to be in the military? I mean, actually, right now, there's no requirement for hitting the target at all. You could, you could hit zero, and he, he actually got a four. He hit oh. four times out of the 24. So, but you can get a zero and still, and still move on. They're going to they're gonna implement in the near-ish future. We have to get, like, I don't know, like 12 or something random to, like, you know, Wait, like it's gonna be graduation requirement to hit. That sounds like a good requirement. Right now, yeah. Right now, just completing CADM is graduation requirement. So, but that was fun. I had a really good time uh, doing that. Um, and then we did a lot of mop drills. So, but they'd be like, you know, blah blah blah, airstrike mop level four. And so we'd be like, oh no, kind of simulate like a like a chemical attack or something and we'd all put our 
we'd all we'd all be in this super heavy ma- um, mop gear, which is like wearing a d- trash bags on yourself. And then we'd like put on our mask and like put our helmet back on. And then we had to like lay on the ground. And then we had to like get on one knee. By the way, being on one knee is the worst. Like the absolute worst. Don't you remember Cub football, junior tackle in Shelbyville? The, I, I didn't mind it then. It is the worst. My knees hurt so bad during Beast. You've gotten oh old. Oh my goodness. Awful. What an old yeah, man. I have. It was off. I mean, everyone else thought it was the worst too. So I'm not, I'm not the only old person. But like being on your knees for hours sucks. So, so yeah, that's what we did most afternoons. And it was really, really hot. So like, oof. It was, I was quite moist by the end of, of our mop drills every day. So what was um, probably food the food was fire at beast. Was it? What? Oh, yeah. what? I mean like the food was good in general, but yeah. it was fire at beast. What, what was probably the thing that you liked the most about basic training? Beast. Easy. Beast. J- why? Just because yeah, it was like a competition like type environment and the food was good. No. So like beast is like basic training deployment. So we went out and got paired with our, our sister, our, like our sister cousin, our brother cousin, and our brother flight. And we were basically like on our own little, on our own little base, you know, like we all had, we were all lived in like these big air conditioned tents with cot. And um, like, it was, I don't know, it was just really cool. It was a lot more like free, you know, we could like talk to people because like throughout BMT, like you literally couldn't talk to people in your flight, like ever. So it was, it was, it was really like, free and open we could like communicate with people you know so that was cool um but, like shooting's cool and the obstacle course was cool you know so like i had a really good time at beast um we did uh i forget what it was called but we did like fighting basically like fight training and uh it was really dumb because one they took out a lot of stuff like usually we like put on gear and like fight people like people sticks and then we box and stuff like that we didn't do any of that because of corona so we just stood there and did like Spartan kick and we'd do a Spartan kick and they'd be like one, two. And we'd like throw punches and, you know, like block left and we'd like throw our arm up. And so, yeah, it was, it was a lot more boring than it, than it could have been. But I mean, beast was still like my favorite part. It was really cool. Um, cause like the cadres treated you a little different than, cause you're like just a little bit closer to graduating, you know? So the cadres were like a little more chill. Um, <laughs> So, so, but you still have to go with like your reporting statement. So like every time you would talk to anybody who's actually in operational air force, even if they're just like an airman, which is like lowest tier. Right. So even if they're like, doesn't matter, you still say, sir, trainee Hobbs report ordered. Right. And then they acknowledge you and you keep talking or whatever. You have to like go to attention and all that. So one of my friends, Cantillo was walking. Uh, I think Chow, I think Chow is where we're going, but he's walking and he just like turns his ankle and almost knocks over somebody. And we turn around like, dude, are you okay? And he was like, I think I hurt my foot. And we're like, okay. So we just kind of like kept walking. Then we look back. And he's like got a whole group of people around him. And so we go back and an MTI walk or a cadre walks up to him. And they're like, hey, what's going on? He does finger guns and goes, sir. I hurt myself and he's just like, he's just, he's the matter of fact person ever. Like he almost doesn't have emotion. And it was just really funny because he was like, I think I hurt. So he just made finger guns at our cadre. 
And the cadre was like, like just kind of like disregarded that he broke all of the customs and courtesies and was like, are you okay? Like, what can we do to fix this? And he ended up like fracturing his ankle or something. Oh my gosh. Just from walking. But he, he was like, he was like intense pain. Oh dear. Oh, there's like such big rocks on our, on the paths and stuff. Like I've turned my ankle like once a week, the past two months for real. Like it's, especially in, in our, in our, uh, BMP boots, like our issued boots. I don't know what it is about them, but yeah, it's like, you turn your ankle so easy. Um, but yeah, so we actually had a lot of people get, um, recycled and or discharged because of a whole bunch of medical stuff. Like then I didn't, there were two or three people in my flight from Kansas city and none of them graduated. Oh dear. Yeah. We ended up dropping. What does that mean? They like recycling. They, so they have to go back. They, they're just there longer or what does it mean if you don't graduate? No, no, no. Like you just get kicked. You just, you're not in the air force. Really? And it's not like, it's not quite like honorably discharged, but it's not dishonorably discharged. It's just like, it's almost as if you were, it's called entry level separated as if you were never in the military. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. So we had overall, we had 10 people either get recycled or, um, or, um, ELS. Kansas city, not having a strong showing. Nope. They didn't. Yeah. But Kentucky has even, uh, even smaller showing. Uh, I didn't know anybody that actually shipped out of Kentucky and I only met like four people that were at, that lived in Kentucky. Hmm. So yeah, Kentucky needs to step up the game because I didn't get to talk to hardly anybody about sports while I was there. I'm sorry. That was a bummer. It was very sad. Although there were no sports because of the coronavirus. So I mean, after yeah, a while... but still. Yeah. So anyways, after beast, we all came back, found out we didn't win beast because Boo. of our, our brother flight who did so many things like so many things. So that was fun. And then um, they were like, Hey, so you're moving tomorrow squadron. And we were like, okay, cool. So the next morning we packed up all of our stuff. And we move squadrons to the 321st, which is the Warthogs. And they're dumb. Warthogs are lame. And it's in Disneyland. So we lived in Alcatraz, which is the older dorms. Um, Disneyland is like these giant buildings that are like, they're just, it's just, they're just massive. And they're like, they're really nice. Like they're, they're, they're not bad. They're nice. But like the MTIs are a little more harsh there. And they're just like, you know little tougher and so we came in and like our mtis were cool but like they moved every eighth weeker to the 322nd so it was just a bunch of people about to graduate so but we had a bunch of mtis like on everybody like we were first weekers you know so that was weird it was kind of a kind of like you know hey we're we like we already have our airman's coin so we're you know we're not we're not really trainees anymore so it's kind of it's kind of a weird experience um, but we were the last week of eighth weekers. So now for the rest of Corona, everyone graduates after seven weeks. So all the seventh weekers moved to the 321st, um, which was like right next to 222nd. Uh, the I'll move to the 20th, my bad. I'll move to the 320th. Um, so we kind of finished out the week doing absolutely nothing. Like we just sat in the dorm all day long. We went to PT in the morning. And then went to chow and we did nothing else for the whole last week. And it was so boring. Um, but it was all cool. We just got to hang out a lot in the dorm, which got boring. But at the same time, I got, to, I got to know some, some people pretty well. 
Um, and, you know, they started like saying, hey, we all need you to go upstairs and cut your t-shirts that we issue, that you're going to have to buy more t-shirts now and make masks out of them because it's mandatory. You have to wear masks everywhere now, eat in the dorm, which kind of sucked. <laughs> so we all, we all uh, made, we all went up and cut our shirts and made masks. And um, so a couple, I think like two days later, we had graduation and our graduation was like one quarter of what graduation would have been when anyone come and we didn't do any parade or the airman's run or any of that. Your graduation, was, your graduation was my least favorite part of your basic training because I have lived with you as my brother for over 20 years. And I would have yeah. thought by now, if I could recognize anybody under a mask, since you were all wearing masks during the graduation, that it would be you that I could recognize. And I don't think I did. There were like two different people yeah, in the graduation that I thought were you, and I couldn't really tell which one was. And I was like, this is terrible. The, the, probably the worst thing ever. But, you know, I'm a disappointment, and it's okay. You are a disappointment. It's very tragic. Whatever. Um, but anywho, so yeah, we had to wear masks for that. Um, basically, we all just stood in a line and stood attention for a while. And they said, okay, leave. And we all filed out. But I broke, I broke attention for something. I don't remember what it was. Shame on you. I broke, I, but I, I did break attention. So that was a bummer. Oh, my mask came down when we were all, so we like set our chant or whatever. And my mask came down when we set our chant. And I like, you know, I feel like the whole Corona thing was a little more important than keeping my bearing. So I like, just like, eat put it back up some people didn't think that there were some people that was, walked in front of that camera that, that was down under their nose and me and becca and sarah who were watching it together were all thinking why couldn't david have pulled it down under his nose because with that giant that's cool. that he has we totally could have told who it was that's cool that's I'm cool I get, I get how it is i'm just saying i get how it is I, yeah that's cool whatever have a beautiful nose david anywho moving on you should have recognized me by my beautiful eyes, but you know that's just me. Well, Whatever. I was on a little so, screen, and I, I, we were zooming <laughs> with everybody. It was very hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, so we did the whole we did a little march out thing, and uh, did nothing for another day, and then we PCS'd, which is uh, leaving. Um. So that was that was kind of the entire BMT. Overall, not a bad experience. Uh, the absolute worst part was just not being able to talk to Sarah and I mean the rest of you guys, but you know, I kind of like Sarah more. So, yeah, I mean like, I mean like, honestly, if that were just kind of like my job for the next long I'm in the air force, I really wouldn't care except for not being able to be with Sarah. So like, you know, if Sarah can come to BMT with me, I'd do BMT for, you know, forever. I mean, yeah, it kind of sucks. Like it was. You know, I, I don't really want to do it again, but it really wasn't that bad. Well, because if you did it again, um, you'd have to do it for real and, like, actually run and go to the gas You're so funny. You're I just, think so. You're a uh, comedian. I think so. Speaking of being with this, separated. With this kind of content. Yes. Speaking, speaking of being separated from Sarah, it's been over three months, hasn't it, since you've seen her? 
That is insane. Three and, and a half months. And tonight, as not obviously as this will be released, but tonight as we're talking, like we just got a group text that they're going to be there in 30 minutes or so. That's got to be pretty exciting for you. It, it is, it is. I went, I walked, I walked like three miles to the hotel. Took me, took me quite a while because there are, there are some roads that are closed and stuff. Why do you have to walk? Um, Why couldn't you like get in a bus? Drive a car I don't have? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Call an Uber. Yeah. I mean, walking is definitely cheaper. And I didn't really need to be here That's good for point. anything except, you know, in half an hour. And I've already been here for like an hour now. So, I mean, nice. you know. But I picked up flowers on the way. So, she's about to have some flowers when she gets here. So, I'm, How exciting. I'm, excited. I'm really excited to see her. What I mean, I'm also excited there? to see Becca, but definitely more excited to see Sarah. But you're married to so, the other one. So, that's kind of important. Yeah. It's been three months and... What's today's date? The Over 19th. a week. I was just looking at it, like three months and eight days or something. Three months and eight days. So that's yep. a long time. Well, David, I know that I speak for eh, probably most of the family when I say that we're extremely proud of you. And it's really cool that you were able to get through basic training and now you're going to be in Monterey for two years, right? Doing the tech yep. stuff. I mean, no and yes. I'll no. be in Monterey for a little over a year and then okay. I have some more training in a couple of places. Okay, gotcha. But anyways, for a little bit, you'll be just a hop, skip, and a jump away from me, you know, 13 hours away. We'll go every weekend. It'll be great. Meet up in Vegas yeah. on, on a weekend. That'll be – that's happening. Well, I can't. I can't go more than one hour off base right now, so oh, it looks like you're going to have to travel all the way. Guess we'll be doing that then. <laughs> but well, we're we're proud of you, and I'm glad that we got to do this podcast. I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. I did, I suppose. Okay. I like talking about me, so – I know, I know. Most people enjoy talking about themselves. Well, we'll have to do it again sometime. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here on the Hobbs Happenings podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs. Join us next time for another exciting episode. And until then, toodles. Toodles.